Hello, divers. Welcome to another installment of Mysteries of the Deep. I'm Tom Feeney, podcaster and purveyor of pop culture propaganda, searching beneath the surface of what seems to be the ordinary, the mundane, the pedestrian. This week, Mysteries of the Deep looks at the complicated and sometimes confusing history of a rather unusual band, a band that never played unplugged because they literally ran on electricity. We ask the question, whatever happened to the Rockafire Explosion, the in-house band of Showbiz Pizza Palace? a child at any point during the 1980s or 90s or 2000s, odds are you visited either a showbiz pizza or a Chuck E. Cheese. Aside from the loud arcade games and mediocre pizza, the big draw for kids was getting to see the animatronic and anthropomorphic animal band play some pre-programmed tunage. Now, if you were a child at any point from 2014 to right now, you're probably familiar with the creepy horror video game Five Nights at Freddy's, which was heavily inspired by those so-called family entertainment centers. The histories of these two pizza powerhouses are inexorably linked together in a complex web of intrigue. To help us navigate this story, we have a special guest with us here today, uh, Miss Catherine Feeney. Welcome, Catherine. Hello. May I call you Katie? No. Actually, okay. yeah, you can. Right, I don't really mind. Yeah, we know each other. Is that correct? Um, maybe a little bit. I'd consider us acquaintances. Okay. And in, in what way? Um, you know, I've lived with you for about 16 years. That's You're right. genetically my father. Yes, yes. We interact on occasion. We do. We do. Yes, indeed. And uh, so I wanted to thank you for coming all the way upstairs. Thank you. Uh, to the, the, the studio here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, based on our previous conversations, uh, you are kind of a, a, an expert on this topic, are you not? I'd consider myself a bit of an animatronic historian. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So now we're going to talk about the history here. Um, but uh, I'm kind of curious, is, is, is what led to your fascination with this topic? How did it, uh, you know, how did it come about? It's funny. It all, as you mentioned before, a lot of this, you know, is influenced by, of course, the game Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. As a small child in 2014 who had unrestricted access to the internet, of course I discovered that. That's my fault. Terrifying game. Yes, it is. Mm. And I was deeply infatuated with it. I loved it. I, I never played it. I was too afraid. But I loved the lore. I loved all the games. I was like fixated on it. So, of course, that led to me looking for the real-life inspiration for it, which led to me finding, well, not finding, there was Chuck E. Cheese, and there was the Rock of Fire explosion, which I found the history to be incredibly fascinating. Now, not only not only Five Nights at Freddy's, but also, I think, uh, your fascination with animatronics came from another mouse-related source, is that- It sure did. A lot of my fascination came from Disney, hmm. which, as I'm sure a lot of you know, we have been to quite a few times. Yes, yes, we have. Quite a few times. <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty much a Disney kid. I sure am. Mm. So getting back to the topic at hand, 
Uh, now, can you tell me a little bit about uh, how this whole thing came about as, as far as, you know, with the uh, showbiz pizza and Chuck E. Cheese and all this? Where did this get started? Well, I'm going to start with showbiz pizza and then I'll go back to Chuck E. Cheese and talk about how those two kind of correlated and intersected and mm -hmm. kind of butted heads a little bit. Okay. So the Rock of Fire explosion all started with a man named Aaron Fector. Now, I'm not here to praise him. He's kind of a terrible person in real life, but boy, can he make some robots. <laughs> His animatronics were of like a different quality. I'm not going to say they were Disney level, but they were sure better than whatever Chuck E. Cheese had going on. Mm. That made his stuff pretty popular, including a new company that was making entertainment based with, um, of course, pizza and video games. That created the Rock of Fire explosion. Appearing tonight on three stages at Showbiz Pizza Place, the Rock of Fire explosion. <laughs> Summer vacation is real as well. And starring the greatest fresh baked pizza made to order. Over 60 new games and rides. We have it all. But there's a little more history that goes into that. As, as, as I understand it, uh, that one of the uh, the individuals behind Chuck E. Cheese was actually the creator of uh, Atari. That's true. Yeah, he was uh, a man named Nolan Bushnell. Yes, that is true. Nolan Bushnell, co-founder of Atari, was, um, well, when Atari had was in their peak, people were buying their games left and right. People were buying their games for use for their own arcades and things like that. And Nolan kind of wanted a piece of that pie. So he decided to create a whole entertainment complex that utilized the video games that he had created. And that was Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese was actually done inside Atari to start with. And it was an attempt to vertically integrate towards my market. We were building coin-operated games. And... Uh, we were selling them for $1,500 to $2,000. And during their lifetime, they would make $30,000, $40,000. And so I thought to myself, I'm on the wrong side of this equation. So I wanted to start operating my games. And with the addition that I knew that there were young kids wanted to play the games, but there weren't appropriate venues for them. So I wanted a kid-friendly, family-friendly place for kids to go to play games. And I decided to put pizza around it as, and the talking animals as an advertising draw. Interesting thing here. Chuck E. Cheese was not always a mouse. He was a coyote. A coyote? Yep. Chuck E. Cheese was a coyote. Nolan Bushnell had even bought a coyote costume, but it ended up looking so much like a rat that he transformed the character into Ricky Rat. But people didn't think that a rat was very appealing for yeah. a restaurant where mm. they would be serving food. Mm. So they transformed him into Chuck E. Cheese, a New York accent cigar-smoking mouse. Yeah, I think the cigar might have been a bad choice. Well, you know. What is, what is his full name? 
Charles Entertainment Cheese. That I love that little factoid. I love it so much. Charles Entertainment. His cheese. middle name is Entertainment. Yeah, that's that's a great tagline. <laughs> Our middle it. name is Entertainment. How did uh, Showbiz Pizza get into the game here? What? Uh, how did these two things come together? Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese had been competing for a long time at this point. They both had really, of course, similar things. They had pizza. They had video games and an animatronic band. But at this point, Showbiz had quite beat Chuck E. Cheese in the animatronic game. Chuck E. Cheese animatronics were pretty cheap. A lot of them were just busts in a portrait-style show, which was very strange and not very exciting. And um, the Rock of Fire explosion had really high tech for the time animatronics that people had come to see just those for the just quality of them and at many times before showbiz had come up nolan bushnell had offered to buy um aaron fector's animatronics off of him before chuggy cheese but he had refused Hmm. and this started what has been called the pizza wars oh my goodness where chuggy cheese and showbiz pizza had been feuding Wherever a showbiz would pop up, a Chuck E. Cheese would pop up near it, and vice versa. And this kept going on until Chuck E. Cheese, for the first time, filed for bankruptcy and was purchased by showbiz. Ah, okay. So the Chuck E. Cheese we know today are still the same company as showbiz. This caused some weird stuff. So the Pizza Wars had come to an end, and... Chuck E. Cheese had not reigned supreme, as we all might have thought. He had this wild idea for a place where you could eat pizza, salad, and Sundays. And play exciting new games. These shows. I call it Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater. I just wonder if anyone would come. What what I find interesting is that why didn't they change the Chucky all the Chucky e. cheeses to Showbiz Pizza instead of the other way around? We're not really sure of this actually, but I'm assuming that they thought the Chucky e. Cheese characters might have just been a little bit more marketable. Hmm. And so to avoid confusion, they turned all of the Showbiz Pizza Place, Rock of Fire Explosion animatronics, into the um, Chuck E. Cheese band, the Munches Make Believe band is the name. Hmm. So they completed a kind of like procedure, I suppose, called Concept Unification. That sounds painful. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Concept Unification installation tape. The purpose of this tape is to give you a brief overview of the installation process. This tape is meant to supplement the installation manual, not replace it. Next, we will do fats. First, do his jacket, hands, mask, leg fur, and feet. It's horrifying. They, it's like a video showing employees how to remove the skin of the Rock of Fire explosion and replace it with the skin of the Chuck E. Cheese band. Now that sounds like Five Nights at Freddy's to me. Boy, it is. It's very scary. It's very sad for showbiz fans. So what were the differences between the original Rock of Fire Explosion band and then the Chuck E. Cheese band? 
Well, the Rock of Fire explosion had one extra member than Chuck E. Cheese did. That was Billy Bob. So that meant that all Billy Bob animatronics were quite basically thrown in the trash, mm. which is very sad. Yeah. But um, then all the other animatronics of the Rock of Fire explosion were transformed into animatronics of Chuck E. Cheese. The animatronic of Rolf the Wolf was transformed into Chuck E. Cheese. The animatronic Mitzi Mozzarella was turned into Helen Henny. The animatronic um, Fats Gorilla was turned into Munch. And the animatronic Duke LaRue was turned into... Um, oh, what's the name of the pizza guy? You know, the, uh, the pizza guy. The pizza guy. You know, the guy who has the pizza. We interrupt this podcast to inform you that the character referred to as Pizza Guy was in fact named Pasquale P. Pieplate, an exaggerated stereotype of an Italian pizza chef, thick accent and mustache included. We now return to the podcast. And the animatronic beach bear was turned into Jasper T. Jowls. Jasper T. Jowls. Yep. Okay. <laughs> With this transition taking place... So what happened to like what happened to the company after that? What uh, what went on with uh, like Showbiz Pizza? Did they close all of them, or did they renovate them, change them all to Chuck E. Cheese's? Pretty much every Showbiz was, I'm assuming, some were closed, but most, if not all of them, were turned into Chuck E. Cheese's. I see. And so after the transition took place, uh, was there any more interesting interesting things that happened with? The, the animatronics or the band or Chuck E. Cheese itself. What can you tell me about what happened afterwards? You can still find some original Chuck E. Cheese showbiz things out there because the concept unification animatronics are very distinct from the Chuck E. Cheeses that you'd normally find. So you can tell which ones used to be the Rock of Fire explosion. Chuck E. Cheese's opened after concept unification that were not showbiz, um, had separate animatronics that were also very similar in shape, but were not in mechanics, so you can definitely tell which ones used to be Rock of Fire Explosion and which did not. But recently, due to the fact that, due to multiple factors actually, Chuck E. Cheese has not been taking good care of their animatronics. Mm, yeah. So they have been slowly just, you know, kind of deteriorating, and that mixed with how Five Nights at Freddy's kind of tarnished their reputation... Chuck E. Cheese has been slowly phasing out the animatronics for what people call a version 2 Chuck E. Cheese, where they remove the animatronics and the stage to make way for a giant stupid dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that kind of left it wide open for uh, collectors. It sure did. Now, there's a, there's a huge collector's market for merchandise, uh, and other items related to Rock of Fire Explosion and the animatronics. Mm -hmm. uh, what can you tell me about this? Uh, these collectors? Well, there are a lot of people who make it their life's work to restore these old animatronics, mm. whether it be Chuck E. Cheese or Rock of Fire Explosion or just many of the other weird one-off animatronic bands that have popped up over the years. There's one YouTuber, oh, I can't remember her name, but she just has this terrifying animatronic that popped up in occasional Rock of Fire explosions called Uncle Clunk. Uncle Clunk. He was this terrifying man who just held like a banana phone 
and he would replace the character Rolf the Wolf in um in select restaurants. Oh. And um he was terrifying, so they, he didn't last very long. He's the funniest robot science ever made. Hello, you're on the air with Uncle Clunk. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're doing your impression of a telephone ringing. What are you, some kind of nut? <laughs> I'd say you were more some kind of fruit, actually. <laughs> I'm beautiful, <laughs> but you still have appeal. The amazing Uncle Clunk, only at Showbiz. Guess I'm too smart for the house. <laughs> wow. But there are a few of him that still exist. If you can find photos of him, he's very scary. Interesting. But, um, I, I find him fascinating wow. just because of who allowed who allowed this to happen. Who thought this was okay for children? Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Some people think clowns are okay, but they're not. Oh, actually, that mm. reminds me. The um, history of creative engineering, the company behind Aaron Fechter, who created the Rock of Fire Explosion, has many other animatronics under their belt. They have other bands. They have other standalone animatronics. And one of them was a terrifying clown who you can find if you take a tour of the creative engineering warehouse. But he was not installed correctly, and all of his show tapes were corrupted. So he's just this melting-looking clown Ugh. that just stands in the dark and doesn't move. Nice. Okay, that's not creepy at all. Or they have a melted moose head Ooh. that was supposed to be the head of a moose that could talk, but it melted in the hot summer sun in Florida. Yikes. Yep. Wow. Uh, with all of your kind of the research and the things that you have uh, looked at in the past, is there a particular fact or story that strikes out the most at you that you find the most interesting? Hmm. <laughs> well, the Uncle Clunk one is definitely very, very funny to me. But I think of something which is really cool. I believe this is before the merge between Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese. Showbiz had attempted to make a version two, sort of, of their sort of um, production. Mm -hmm. They intended to make more complex versions of the animatronics. And this ended up being this weird, very strange type of show. So it was a turntable with full body character, very small... They were small. They were. They would do little dance movements. Mm -hmm. I believe it was just Mitzi Mozzarella, Billy Bob, and I think Fats. And it was just those three on a little turntable. And then to the side, there's the character Looney Bird, who at <laughs> first was just a head who would pop out of a can mm -hmm. and like sing and talk. But this time he was a full body, like huge animatronic, bigger than everybody else. And he was like a mad scientist <laughs> for some reason. It was very strange. It never really went anywhere. You can find videos of it, but it was a strange way for showbiz to try and one-up Chuck E. Cheese that never really went anywhere. Hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of a shame that uh, that the, the whole animatronic band thing is kind of fading away. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I guess with new technology, people think that it's not necessary anymore. But there was a certain amount of, I mean, for kids... There was a certain charm to it. Mm -hmm. For adults, there's that kind of weird uncanny valley thing going on where it's like, <laughs> mm, okay, they're animatronic animals singing and stuff, but what if they came to life and started killing everybody? <laughs> and then, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's happened, and then, mm -hmm. oh, there we go. That yep. makes a lot of sense. So, but yeah, that's a really interesting story. And um, there's a lot of information out there 
right now about Rocket Fire Explosion, Showbiz Pizza, and all of that. So uh, are there any, you said YouTube, right? Yeah. Were there any other resources you look to as far as that goes? A lot of Disney YouTubers actually cover a lot of this stuff because Disney and their animatronics tend to overlap. I believe Defunct Land has some really good YouTube videos hmm. on this type of stuff. Don't crucify me if I get that wrong. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I've seen a lot of great videos covering these topics that have given me so much information on these types of things that I've been, I've been looking at these stuff for years. I can tell. It's been an obsession for a while. It sure has. <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much for coming all the way up to the studio here to uh, speak with us about Rock of Fire Explosion, Showbiz Pizza, and Chuck E. Cheese. And so um, you are welcome back anytime. Mm -hmm. If you uh, have other topics that you find interesting that you want to discuss. Perhaps. So thanks again. And I really, really do appreciate you uh, taking the time to come up and talk to me. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind, I will only come back if people donate enough money for me to buy my own animatronic. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but you're hope, wrong. Hope springs <laughs> eternal. I, I suppose. believe in, I believe in our viewers. Okay. And their listeners because they can't really see it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks again, Katie Feeney. We appreciate yep. it. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our Linktree site, the Deep Dive Podcast by Automaton. And don't forget to check out our official website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Mysteries of the Deep is a production of Automaton Studios.